Hallelujah. It's my joy and privilege once again to welcome every one of us into this great service, your own covenant day of open doors. Say my own covenant day of open doors. After this service today, you are ushered into a world of open doors. Every door of good that you approach of their own accord, they shall be open to you. Doors of miracle jobs shall be open today. Doors of miracle contracts shall be open today. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. No one shall suffer the plague of closed doors again. In the name of Jesus Christ. And so shall it be. Somebody will say after me, breakthrough is my heritage in Christ. If you agree with that, shout it better right now. As you have declared it, that shall be experienced from now. You will never suffer breakdown of any kind. In the name of Jesus Christ. Now, today, we continue our teaching series, Unveiling the Breakthrough Power of Love. And we are looking at part 3A in this service. Unveiling the breakthrough power of love. I love those testifiers. That sister said, there was a challenge. A call was put through and a word came. And the affliction was destroyed. Whatever affliction came to this service with anyone, I see them destroyed here finally. Somebody said it was in deep trouble. Children could not go to school. House rent became an issue. But began to engage with God. And God stepped in supernaturally for him. And everything has been torn in his favor. Somebody here, you'll be the next testifier. For your trouble, God will give you double rest. Unveiling the breakthrough power of love. We have established the fact that every child of God is created a breakthrough personality. Matthew chapter 5 and verse 14. Say, you are the light of the world. You are. Not that you will be. You are the light. You have what it takes. You may not look like it now. But it's inside of you. You may look like a Joseph in a prison today. But by tomorrow, you will sleep in your palace. Oh, I'm not hearing you. Amen. You are the light of your world. The world will be in darkness and confusion without you. I thought you were saying amen to that. That's what God says. I am what God says I am. I am what God says I am. I am the light of the world. I am not darkness. <laughs> I am what God says. I don't know about you. See, I am the light of this world. Will you please announce openly and publicly to your neighbor, I am the light of this world. I am the light of my community. I am the light of my family. 
I am the light of my workplace. Everywhere I step into, darkness disappears. Because I am light personified. That's what God has said. And God's word cannot fall to the ground. The scriptures cannot be broken. My neighbor, you may not sit like so now. But very shortly, you are going to see me. Illuminating my world. Being an agent of destroying darkness. In the life of others. Shout a stronger amen. amen. That's what God has said. And we are saying that the master key to actualizing and experiencing that breakthrough heritage is the love for God. Say me the love for God. One scripture in First Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 8. First Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 8. He said, Charity never faileth. Love never fails. That whether there be prophecies, they can fail. Tongues can fail. Knowledge can vanish and disappear. And become obsolete. He said, but love faileth not. Love establishes us in the failure zone free realm of life. Nothing fails with love. Everything succeeds with love. No breakdown, no setback, no regret with love. That's why we say it is the master key that all things, show me all things, work together. All things succeed for them that love God. Romans chapter 8, verse 28. All things, material things, business things, career things, children things, Spiritual things, relationship things, all things work together. All things culminate in the breakthrough of them that love God among them who are saved, among them who are redeemed, among them who are called, because everyone called by God is justified. If you are justified, you are glorified. So it's not enough to be called and justified. You must love God for all things to work together in your favor. Whatever the enemy is throwing at you to be a stumbling block, God will turn them to stepping stones. Every arrow they throw against you they shall be instrument and platform for higher eyes for you. It may have been designed by the enemy to stop you, to slow you down. But when you love God, he said all things, positive, negative, 
friends and foes will work together to them that love God. Now, what type of love are we talking about? Because there are different types of love. We are talking about love for God. Say me love for God. I'm not hearing somebody right now. Love for God. A God-first lifestyle. A God-priority lifestyle. That's what we mean by love for God. In Matthew 22, verse 36 to verse 40, we said some of these things before. You can't obey the first and great commandment of God and be last or small in life. You obey the first and great commandment of love. Loving God with all your heart, loving God with all your soul, and loving God with all your mind, and be last or small in life. The first and great commandment make for class citizens on the heart. Makes global citizens on the heart. Love for God. The grace to love God in a greater dimension come afresh upon everyone here. The eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, neither has he entered the heart of man. The things that God has prepared. For them that do what? That love him. Say, I love you, Lord. Now, the question is, when we say loving God, loving God means loving what God loves with passion. I'm not hearing somebody amen now. If you say you love God, you will love whatever God loves with passion. Say me with passion. God so loved the world. God so loved the salvation of souls that he gave his only begotten son. He became virtually sonless for 33 and a half years to demonstrate his love for the salvation of the souls of man. So if you say you love God, you will love to see souls saved. You will not go through a week without telling somebody about the good news of the love of God for humanity. He said the love of God constraineth us. The love of God compels us. The love of God will drive us, will motivate and dictate our actions. If you love God, you will love to win souls. He said, it is the will of God that none should perish, but that all should come to the saving knowledge of Christ in the house of God. So if you love God, you'll be part of this ongoing gathering. It's not a church thing. It is a God thing. He said, love me more than this. John chapter 21, verse 15 to 17. Peter, Peter, do you love me? He said, I love you, Lord. He said, if you love me, 
then prove it. Be interested in my sheep. Feed my lambs. Other sheep I have that are lost and scattered. Be interested in bringing them into my house. The grace to be on God's side in this agenda, in this ongoing gathering, may you receive it today. Amen. The question is, who is on the Lord's side? That's the question Moses asked them. And many took the side of the God of gold. And tens of thousands died with the God of gold. Who is on the Lord's side? We know it when you are part of gathering to his house. He said, He that gathereth not with me scattereth. But he that gathereth with me is with me. Matthew chapter 12, verse 30. So there's no in between, there's no sitting on a fence. He that is not with me is against me. He that is not on my side is against me. He that is gathering with me is on my side. God's side is the ever-winning side. Because if God be on our side, who can be against you? The grace to be on this winning side, may you receive it today. In life, Majority are on the losing side. Majority are on the floor. Majority are poor. Majority are struggling. Only few are making it. So the grace to join the few winning side, receive it today. It is crowded at the bottom, on the floor. But over there, on top there, there's so much vacancy. You never see two stars collide. Or cars that can jam themselves. Cars can jam themselves. But in the here, you hardly find collisions. It's too crowded here. The grace to be on the side, receive it today. Two out of twelve were on God's side. Out of the twelve spies, two said... God said we are able to take the land. So we side with God in spite of the giants that we see in the promised land. And 10 people said, we are not able. They sided with the physical. That of their own strength, they cannot get it. But the other one said, it doesn't matter their size. They may be bigger than Goliath. We are going to bring them down. We choose to stay on God's side. We choose to serve God. We choose to obey God. We choose to believe God. Then they enter the promised land. You will enter your own promised land. Amen. I said you will enter your promised land. Amen. Now quickly, what is in love that engenders breakthrough? We have defined what love is. What it's in love that brings about breakthrough. We have been examining so many things, but this morning we'll look at two in this first service. What is in love 
that engenders supernatural breakthroughs. Number one, this morning, love engenders access to divine strength that empowers for exploits. Divine strength. Divine strength. Exploit means supernatural accomplishment. Things that your effort cannot get done. Outstanding accomplishment. Ovation, steering, jealousy, provoking accomplishment. But for that to happen, you need strength. Physical strength. Mental strength. Spiritual strength. For instance now, no man making global impact runs a normal schedule. They don't sleep the way normal people sleep. That's why you can't be a weakling or a vegetable and command exploits. Because the demand of accomplishment will place extra sacrifice on you. And you need strength of heart, strength of body, emotional strength to withstand the pressures of life and arrive at your breakthrough. So how does love get strength for us? Our love for God will grant us access to insight. Say me insight. We grant us access to revelations. We grant us access to depth in God. John chapter 15 verse 15. He said, I call you friends. I have not called you a servant. And because you are my friend, I'm going to reveal things to you. All things will be revealed to you. And the basis for friendship is love. So when you love God, you become a friend of God. And God will be revealing things to you. Insight. And the Bible says, a man of knowledge does what? Increases strength. Proverbs 24 verse 5. A wise man is strong. But a man of knowledge increases strength. So it is revelation that imparts strength to our physical body. Imparts strength to our mind. Imparts strength to our spirit man. He said those who know their God. Daniel 11.32 They shall be what? They shall be strong. The knowledge of God. The knowledge of God's mind on a particular subject matter infuses strength to you in that area of life. Those who know their God, they shall be strong. And by reason of that strength, they will command exploits. You know better than your problems. You know what the psalmist said? He said, thou hast made me wiser than my enemies. He said, I know better than my teachers. Hello? That's a strange level. And only the love of God can bring a person to that level. There are things that you cannot learn physically. Now tell me, where did Daniel learn the dream that the king dreamt in his house? You can never get access to that knowledge by reading. There's no university in this world. 
When they told Daniel, excuse me, Daniel, all of you are dead, except you tell us the dream of the king and the interpretation thereof. Daniel said, what? Relax. Give us time. Give us time. We are going to tell you the dream you, you had on your bed in your house. And we are going to tell you the interpretation thereof. What a confidence. Those who know their God, they shall be strong. The strength to reply with confidence by reason of his love for God. The one that cannot deny God. When they said, if you pray to that God, we are going to put you in den of lions. He said, don't worry. Put me in multiple dens of lions. I will not change my mind. He had insight. He had access. He could smile in the face of death. Therefore, the three Hebrew boys, they said, we are going to throw you in the fiery furnace. He said, our God, whom we serve, we know our God. The love that we have for our God has given us access to the Father. Our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us. by love that when they tell you you have cancer, I tell them, no, I don't have it. When they tell you the job has been given to somebody, I said, no, 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 it can't. it's not my own job. My own job, nobody can take it. You are operating with superior knowledge and that knowledge gives you strength in the midst of confrontation. But only those who love God will have that access to that type of strength. And of course, you know, long life is a function of strength. The more strength you have, the longer you are likely to live. Psalm chapter 90 verse 10. He said, in days of our years are three scores and he said, but by three scores and ten. He said, but by reason of strength, but by reason of strength, they will be increased. So, the more strength you have, the longer you will live. And love grant us access to strength. So you live longer with love. I thought you were saying amen to that. So you have nothing to lose loving God. You have everything to lose not loving God. So when they say, love what God loves, be part of gathering souls, it is for your own sake. Not to be a vegetable, not to be a weakling. It's for your own sake to command exploit in life. It's for your own sake to have access to insight. What more? Proverbs 24 verse 10. It is strength that determines your victory in the journey of life. He said, if you faint in the days of adversity, in the days of challenges, what happens? Your strength is small. in every department of life in your health, in your finances in your relationships when strength is available and the access to that strength is love for God stretch your hands here Father I pray today that everyone under the sound of my voice 
Be baptized with a fresh heart for God. Number two, very quickly, what is in love that engenders breakthrough? What is in love? Love will turn any child of God into a living wonder. Into what? A living wonder. First Corinthians 2 verse 9. Eyes have no sin. You become a spectacle. You become a showpiece among men. You become a living happen. One way by which God turns us into living wonders by love is by divine guidance. Everyone that loves God have access, easy access to divine guidance. Say me easy access. I'm not hearing you right now. And guidance is the secret of greatness. Guidance is the secret of breakthroughs. You know what to do. You know how to get about it. God showing you secrets. Divine guidance. May you receive that grace today. Amen. The greatness of Abraham was a product of guidance. He was a nobody. But God came down and spoke to him. Get thee out of thy father's house. What if he did not hear that voice? He would still be living in his father's house. At the age of 70, he was living in his father's house. Many people today are frustrated because they can't pick the voice of God. Many people say, Pastor, I have never heard God speak to me before. God will only speak to his lovers. God doesn't speak to every dick and Harry. As a child of God, you have what it takes to hear the voice of God. But God will only speak to those who value him, to those who love him. Intimate things are revealed to your lovers. You don't reveal confidential, intimate things about your life to strangers. The question is, are you intimate with God? He said, draw near to me. I will draw near to you. Stay far from me. I will stay far from you. There are people that come to church. No matter what they say in church. Well, that is church. You know, I just come to church on Sunday morning. You know, they will say, so they will say I'm going to Oakhurst. Let me just go and make appearance in the church. That's the purpose of their coming to church. The things they hear in church doesn't move them. So therefore, go to, no matter what he says, Father, guide me. Father, lead me. I want to invest my money. Where should I? No sound, no voice. You fast for 100 days. It's not fasting. If you fast and you don't love God, God will not respond. But David, a man after the heart of God, every time he prays, every time he makes inquiries, God answers on the spot. Say me on the spot. There are even many, they, without even asking for anything, God tells them. He said, before they speak, I will answer. While they are yet speaking, I have against you in any department of life. I command them be first open today. Quickly understand this also. Doors are no respect of age. If an entire family travels and get back home, and the father or the grandfather, 95 years old, doesn't have the key to the door, and is the grandson who is five years old that has the key in his pocket, everybody has to do what? They have to wait for that boy to come. 
If you are too proud to wait for that boy, you'll be there forever. That's why also when you see people who have keys, who have authority, who, can, who, are, who are having it the way they desire in certain areas of life, humble yourself to find out what are the keys they have. They don't use age. They don't use experience. You need the right key. And the key of knowledge, Luke 11, 52. So when we talk about keys that open doors in the kingdom, we are talking about revelation knowledge. He said the key of knowledge. Tell me the key of knowledge. I'm not hearing somebody right now. The key of the knowledge of God. He said Jesus has a key in his hand. And Jesus is the word of God. That when he opens, no man can shut. When he shut, no man can keep. There are certain revelations you'll be operating with. If you have the keys of financial open doors, forget about recession. Forget about your enemies. You'll be, you'll be operating the key of giving with delight that you'll be breaking forth and nobody can stop it. But in this service, we have said, we want to zero in on the doors of greatness. Say me, doors of greatness. Quickly, what are the keys that open doors? Then I'll wrap it up with greatness. Number one is open your heart. Open your heart to God. So that the God who has capacity to open all doors will enter into you. Revelation chapter 3 verse 20. He said, I stand at the door of your heart. If any man will hear my voice and open the door, I will come in. He said, my son, give me your heart. I want to enter your heart. When I'm inside your heart and you approach any closed door, when I am within, I will stretch my hand from within. I will open any door for you. So, the first key to open doors in life, open your heart to Jesus. Open your heart to receive the word of God. Open your heart to respond to God's word. Number two key is to love God. The key of love. You can never over, overemphasize that. First John, this chapter 4, verse 16 now. Say, he that loveth God dwelleth in love and God is in him. Thank you very much. He said, God is love. And he that dwelleth in love, dwelleth where? In God. And God does what? God in him. So when you love God, you are inside God. And anytime you approach any closed door, what, with God coming, what happens? Psalm 24, verse 7 to 9. Psalm 24, verse 7 to 9. He said, lift up your heads, O ye gates. Now, gates and doors are the same thing. The only thing is that gates are bigger and stronger than doors. Am I correct? <laughs> so, if gate cannot stand, which door can stand? He said, lift up your heads, O ye gates. He said, lift up your heads, ye everlasting doors. Today, everlasting doors of blessings shall be open to you. Generational doors of favor shall be open to you today. Amen. And ye everlasting doors and the king of glory 
shall come in. Psalms 114. He said, the mountains saw God and ran away. Psalms 114, verse 4 to verse 7. So, when you love God, you are inside God, and God is inside of you. So, when you are part of winning souls, when you are part of advancing the kingdom with your time, with your energy, with your resources, when you mind the things of God, you approach any closed door, they will open for you. Remember the story? When Peter was locked up in prison, just an angel was going with Peter. I think Acts chapter 5 or Acts chapter 12. As they were approaching the iron gate that led to the city, what happened? The Bible said they opened of their own accord. That was keeping company with an angel. Now about keeping company with the owner and the possessor of heaven and heart. So it is a master key to open all doors. It is what? Now there are other small, small keys. But you see, when you have the master key, you don't carry luggage of keys. There are certain houses now, you have about 20 rooms. Or you are a hotel manager. Imagine the hotel manager right now. Ask about 400 keys. Every time you go in, keys, it'll be luggage. It'll be way, wait. So hotel managers don't carry plenty keys. They have what? That can open all of them. So the master key to opening all doors, marital doors, spiritual doors, doors of ministry, doors of business, doors of career, Doors of great children, doors of great honor, doors of great power is <laughs> love for God. May you receive that grace here today. May you receive grace to love God with all your heart today. May you receive grace to make God first in all your pursuits. May you receive grace to love what God loves. Red Sea saw them and did what? It was like a shut door. But when God came with them, rest parted. Jordan gave way. Your wall of Jericho will destroy for you today. So, number two key is love for God. Say me love for God. So, when you see this commission, this church keeps shouting, when so, because that's the number one genuine way you can authenticate your love for God. That's why all doors are always open to this commission. Everything we do as a ministry works, succeed. Everything, everything as a church succeeding. We are into educational university excelling. Into printing books and all that excelling. Now, all those things we are doing outside of church, not one naira. We are not doing it for business. Not one naira of schools has ever entered church account. Church is always put in into schools. Somebody said, I can tell you I'm an insider. Not one naira from Covenant University or Landmark or Faith Academy or Kingdom Heritage has entered church account. Not once since 1999. We are doing it to be a light to the world, to show the world how to run educational systems. Canaan land has been having light, unbreakable since 1999. That's nowhere in Nigeria you can find that. Light, constant light, constant power supply, constant water since 1999. Tell me which part of Nigeria, which government in Nigeria can do that? Never expect power always. <laughs> but when you love God, all things work together. Everything you do will succeed. That's why we keep shouting, that's the secret. 
That's the only thing. We don't pray for money here. We don't pray for things, but things keep working for us. Because we are doing one thing. It says, seek you first the kingdom and all these things. We are going to have great children. We are going to have great marriages. We are going to have great careers. You can see all these things in this commission. Everything. Now, Bishop Edoko is an example. Great health. Great marriage. Is there no fighting once in over 30 years of marriage? Don't you like that one? By thinking one thing. No, no fighting, no crisis. Great children. Don't you like that? Great prosperity. Prosperity is making government to be crying. Where is he getting it from? He can talk to anybody in government because he doesn't beg anything from anybody. They have checked all the account. Not one church account money enter his own private account. Don't you like that one? Prosperity that even your enemies cannot contest. But it comes by seeking one thing. Say me one thing. So understand the mystery. Why we keep shouting every day? We keep shouting it every day. But those who are praying, Father, give us car, give us land. When it comes to building, we don't. Building is. It's, it's like buying a loaf of bread for our ministry. One of the buildings in Covenant University is two billion era. One building. Say one building. Say it better right now. If you are going to build something better, say it stronger right now. Just one mere building, two billion era. You will build something greater. I said you shall build something greater. There's no offering. No, 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 no. Now, this church planting, I can't tell you how many billions. Without begging, without putting pressure on any member. This is the freest church you can give offering. If you give one other, nobody knows. If you give one billion, nobody knows. If you like, give. If you don't like, give. It's for your own cup of tea. Because the, bless, the giving is for you. It's not for the church. Oh, what a blessing. Let somebody give my Jesus a big shot. <laughs> Number three key. I need to run very quickly right now. The key of service. Opening the doors to greatness. In the kingdom of God, you want to be great in life, have great marriage, great health, great business, great children, great peace, great house, great prosperity, great honor. Embrace the pathway of service. Serving God and serving humanity. Stop being self-centered. Keep pursuing value additions, making contributions. How will others get better? How will my place of work get better? Those who keep self are applying for less. Those who keep others keep getting great. It's a mystery. Either in your business or in your career or in your finances, if you focus on self, high means myself, you are getting less. But if you focus on the betterment of the kingdom and of humanity, in your own area, greatness is calling on you. You can't miss your greatness with that. May you receive grace here today. I said, may you receive grace here today. Luke 22, verse 27 to verse 28. Serve others. Be a connector. Be a bridge. Don't be a wall. 
flow to others. Then doors of greatness, doors of little by little. You may be looking small today. You may be like a mustard seed, but plant yourself, sell off to making things better for others. Then that mustard seed, in the process of time, it will become great and mighty. Every great thing starts small. Nothing great starts big. Many people cannot taste greatness because they are want to start big. The first man started as an adult. That's why he messed up. From that time, every man must start like a baby. Every professor must start from kindergarten school. Is somebody there? There's no someday, someday, someday. No, there's what you must do. You pass through a process of growth. Little by little, greatness begins to emerge. You want doors of greatness? You want to leave the realm of smallness, the realms of mediocrity, the realms of little, little, little things. Stay committed to adding value. And over time, your greatness will emerge. Your hands together for Jesus now. <laughs> Finally, number four, number what now? The key of the anointing. Isaiah 45, verse 3. He said, Thus said the Lord to his anointed, whose right hand I have upholding. When you become anointed, doors and gates cannot be shot against you. Isaiah 45, verse 3. International doors shall be open to you. He said, because he has become the anointed, he said, I will subdue nations. After this anointing today, the doors of the nations of the heart shall be open to you. Any embassy that your passport arrives, they will give you express entrance. Oh, if you are receiving yourself the song, amen. amen. You know, this is an, a global church, an international rated church. It's not a local place. So you can't be here and, and settle for local lead and become a village champion. Not in this place. Whether you like it or not, you will go international. Amen. Oh, I'm not hearing international, amen. I say you not die as a local champion. Amen. Your business will not die in a corner. Amen. Your business shall go global. Amen. Your children shall go global. Amen. I will subdue nations before you. I will open to you the loins of kings. The art of kings. People that make things happen. He said their hearts shall be open to you. Amen. After this anointing. Kings shall be favoring you. Amen. When David was anointed, the king in the palace sent for David. People normally apply to king, but king was applying for David. After this anointing today, the doors of palaces in every nation shall be open to you. Amen. Oh, if you are there, shout a stronger amen. amen. King Saul had to write. David was anointed in 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 13. If you go from verse 20 to verse 27, 
The king had to say to the father of David, say, please, I have seen your son. There's something about your son. He's anointed. I want him. I want him to become my ADC, my armor bearer. Others were clamoring for that position. But David was in the bush. They sent for him. I don't know which bush you are in. After this anointing, they will send for you to come to the palace. Your days of staying in the wilderness is finally over today. Every gate of brass that is shutting you down in poverty, in sickness, in oppression, by this anointing, they shall be destroyed finally today. Isaiah chapter 10, verse 27. He said, and the yoke shall be destroyed because of what? So, every force keeping you down in barrenness, in frustration, in sorrow, in depression, by the anointing today, those gates shall be blasted to powder today. Put your hands together for Jesus right now. <laughs> we'll continue other services. But you are in this service. You want doors to be open to you. You need to open your heart first of all. Say, I will open my heart. There's a song, I will open up my heart, ready for your holy fire. Open your heart. Open your heart to receive Jesus. Open your heart. Open your heart to the one that can open all doors. He said, if any man hear my voice and open, I will come in. Then I will decorate him. I will take him from smallness to greatness. You will be experiencing greatness on every side. Great peace, great joy, great honor, great blessing, great house, great marriage, great children, great relationships, great career. Everything around you will be smelling greatness from today. But there are some you need to take that decision to receive him into your heart. Wherever you are, you are tired of smallness. You are tired of closed doors. You are tired of stagnation. You are tired of the same experiences from years to year. You are only growing in years. You are not growing in better experiences. You can make a decision today to embrace Christ and it will decorate your life. Wherever you are, stand to your feet right now. You want to give your life to Christ? You need to give your life to Christ and you must give your life to Christ. Stand to your feet right now. God bless you. God bless you. I thought the church clapping right now. You need to give your life to Christ. You want your sins forgiven. You are tired of struggling. You are tired of sweating. Stand to your feet right now. God bless you. Carry your bus. Carry your Bible. God bless you. They are standing up. They are standing up. Many more are standing up right now. Many more are standing up. At the gallery. Stand to your feet right now. You are tired of sweating and sweating. You are tired of struggling and struggling. Things are not working. But today, God is opening doors for you. God is opening doors for you. God is opening doors for you. Doors of favor. Impossible doors. Today's your day. I said today's your day. You cannot afford to postpone it to tomorrow. Stand to your feet and start coming. I thought somebody is giving my Jesus a big shout of praise. <laughs> While they are coming, everybody bring out your bottle of oil. Open your bottle of oil and begin to speak. Everyone seated, make sure you are speaking. Father, by this oil, impossible doors shall be opened. By this oil, doors of diverse blessings, doors of promotion, doors of fruitfulness, doors of sound health, doors of promotion, doors of honor, doors of wisdom. Everybody, open your mouth wide. He said, behold, I have given you a mouth and a wisdom which none of your adversaries that is responsible for closing doors, making you to have the same experience from year to year. But today it is over. 
begin to speak that as that oil touches you later on, things will change for you. While you are praying, all of us who are here, please place your right hand upon your chest and say after me right now, Lord Jesus, loud and clear, Lord Jesus, I come to you today. I come to you today as a sinner. Lord Jesus, have mercy on me. Lord Jesus, I am sorry for my sins. Lord Jesus, I believe you came to this world. You died for my sins. You arose the third day. Come into my life. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. From today, I will serve you all the days of my life. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Now I know I am born again. Amen. Now let me pray for you, Father. I ask right now that you write their names in the book of life. Let your blood avail for them. In the name of Jesus Christ, every force that is closing doors against lives and destiny, it shall be minus you from today. In the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Amen. Please remain standing. Church, stand to your feet right now. Bring out your bottles of oil. You have your oil there. Now search your oil toward this altar right now. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, every oil under the sound of my voice, I declare them sanctified. Amen. I declare them consecrated. Amen. That from this moment forward, this becomes the holy anointing oil. Amen. That every time and everywhere you apply this oil, the Spirit of God will go into operation. Amen. The power of God for supernatural breakthroughs will go into operation. Amen. But this anointing, every closed door of goodness and mercy, I declare them be first open. Every iron gate of blessing, every bars of iron, shutting the door of greatness against your family, against your generation, against your business, against your finances, by this anointing, they are totally destroyed. Amen. I said they are totally destroyed. Amen. Said, and the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. By this anointing, the yoke of lack of jobs are totally destroyed. Amen. By this anointing today, every market woman, every trader, every spear part dealer, everyone who is in marketing or the other, as announced earlier, as this oil comes upon you, strange doors of blessings are open to you from today. Amen. The turnover of your business Another door is open to a higher rep right now. Amen. You have been on a particular turnover for some years right now. But a new door of the realms of hundreds of millions in monthly turnover is open to you today. It's open to you today. It's open to you today. It's open to you today. By this open door, have better experiences. Have a change of story for the better. By this open door today, your status has changed for the better. Your experiences have changed for the better. By this anointing today, everything about your life shall smell greatness. Mediocrity, smallness, 
littleness, pettiness, they are shattered by this anointing today. Your greatness heritage in Christ. Because when Jesus came, he said, He shall be great. Luke chapter 2, verse 32. And as the Father has sent him, he has sent you. By this anointing, your greatness heritage is hereby delivered to you. By this anointing, the favor to own great estates, receive it in the name of Jesus. The favor to have great career, great businesses, great marriages, great children, receive it in the name of Jesus. Take it of that oil, your right hand, and place it upon your own head and begin to speak right now. Open your mouth wide and begin to destroy them. Every contrary gate, they are destroyed. The door of greatness is open. The door of smallness is over. I will never die in the corner. I am the light of the world. I am not just a light of my family. I am the light of the entire world. They must hear my name in America. They must hear my name in Australia. They must hear the names of my children. Across the nations of the heart, my ministry must be global. I am the light of the world. I am not the light of Nigeria. I am the light of the world. The goodness of God, the greatness of God, the wisdom of God, the honor of God upon my life, upon my ministry, upon my generation, upon my lineage, upon the church I am pastoring must be known globally. Nothing is permitted to cover my star. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. Now, by this anointing today, every yoke is totally destroyed. By this anointing upon your head, a crown of greatness is here by place over your destiny. Every aspect of life, greatness has begun to burst forth. Nothing will keep you small forever again. In Jesus' name. Now, very important, you need to have great health. Say me, great health. Oh, I'm not hearing you right now. Every door of sickness shall be shut permanently right now. Take a little to the cover of your bottle as you drink it right now. Everything contrary to sound health, they shall be flushed out of your body. New dimension of strength. Open doors of fruitfulness. Open doors of wisdom. Receive it by this anointing. Whatever does not glorify God inside your system, fibroid, high blood pressure, hypertension, diabetics, asthma, sickle cell anemia, whatever name it is called, that is eating up your strength, eating up your vitality, by this anointing, I command them to destroy. Please be here, not just for yourself, your children, wherever they are, on the surface of the heart, this same anointing, is setting them free from every sickness. Your parents, your siblings, your in-laws, everyone connected to you, as you drink this anointing oil today, every yoke of sickness is totally destroyed. The door 
source of a great sound health is hereby open to you. Receive it in the name of Jesus. Now take it right now. Let somebody shout hallelujah. Do you know that by this anointing, everyone looking for the fruit of the womb, your conception is tested by this anointing. By this anointing, marital doors have been opened to singles. Please get seated, apply that oil as you are led on your body right now. When you get home, go to your office, apply that oil and you are blessed. All of us who are here, 